Welcome to the Lagan Valley Vineyard Podcast. We are a community passionate about seeing Lagan Valley filled with the presence and the teachings of Jesus. If you would like to connect with us or if we can help you in any way, please visit our website, laganvalleyvineyard.com. Good morning. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Emma and I am part of the team here at the Vineyard and I am delighted to share with you today. If you're joining us online or listening back later, it's great to have you with us. I have got some great news for you today. It is the 29th of January, which means that the month is almost over. Did you know that in the month of January we gain an extra hour of daylight? Now, I live in Glenavy, which means that any day now, the phrase that will dominate the chat in the village will be, there's a queer stretch in the evenings. <laughs> Bring it on, eh? <laughs> This morning, we are continuing our series, Rebuild the Ruins, where we are taking time to look a little closer at the passage of Isaiah 61. Jesus also quoted part of this passage at the start of his ministry. Isaiah prophesying what would be and Jesus confirming what is and is to come. It has been a formative passage for this community and so it seemed like a great place to start this new year. I love the words of exchange that are central to it. The message of the kingdom is coming and yet through the life of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit, the kingdom has come. The hope of the not yet spoken into the now and with that the challenge for each of us to be kingdom builders wherever we go. We're going to start by reading the passage. You may find it helpful to look it up in the Black Bibles. If you're able, will you stand with me as we read? Come, Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. Strangers will shepherd your flocks Foreigners will work your fields and vineyards, and you will be called priests of the Lord. You will be named ministers of our God. You will feed on the wealth of nations, and in their riches you will boast. Please be seated. I'm just going to pray as we begin. Father God, we simply ask that you be with us now as we look at your word. Give us ears to hear what you would have us learn today. In Jesus' name, amen.
One of my favorite things to do is walk in forests and mountains, which works really well because Darren, my husband, loves mountain biking. If we get a free Saturday, we will set off early in the morning and go somewhere like Tullymore. One day, last spring, while Darren was mountain biking, I set off for my walk. I didn't want to go along the familiar path. I was feeling a little more adventurous. So I left the familiar fire road and headed through the thick trees. As I went deeper into the forest, it got really steep. I couldn't see where I was going. I got a little lost, and if I'm honest, I was a bit scared. At one point, I was using trees to help pull myself up the muddy bank, yet in the midst of my adventure, I was so aware of God's presence in the beauty of what was around me. The hills, trees, bluebells, the very colors of his creation. As I reflected on my adventure, these verses in Isaiah 61 invite us to walk a new path. They speak of a new way, the coming of the kingdom, and with that, an invitation for us to be kingdom builders. What struck me about my walk was that I have a familiar path I travel along, yet just a few steps away, God was so busy in a beautiful space I had never seen before. It was steep, in places unfamiliar and a little scary. It struck me that so often we invite God into what we are doing, rather than taking a few steps into what he has been busy creating. We try to journey with God on our terms, rather than stepping into his new thing. God is busy doing a new thing. The question is, are we ready to adventure and partner with him as he does that? Perhaps he is calling you to something new or to go a little deeper with him. As we continue to walk through Isaiah 61, today we are going to start at the end of verse three, which reads, they will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. Did you know that other than people and God, trees are the most mentioned living thing in the Bible? Today's verses start with the oak tree. Oak trees have provided shelter and warmth for many years. Oak trees are strong. Their roots are four to seven times the area of the tree above the ground which means that in storms they are incredibly stable. They bind the very ground they stand on together. I wonder though, do you ever feel the weight of holding the ground you stand on together? Perhaps today you feel like it all depends on you, whether that's in work or home or with your family. I can relate to that. There are definitely times with our business I have felt like it depends on me, like I am holding it all together. If you can relate to that, I sense Jesus wants to release you, to say to you today, I see you, I love you, let me carry that for you. Jesus is to be the source of our strength. Our lives are to be rooted in him. I love high intensity workouts, not least because you can exercise and it just doesn't take that long. There are no labor-saving devices or shortcuts when it comes to spending time with Jesus. Just like the oak that stands day after day through every season, journeying well with Jesus looks like that. 
How do we do this? We are to build our lives deeply and daily connected to him. The result is that in an uncertain world, we will be able to stand firm. The storms of life will come. And with them, disappointment and heartbreak, unfortunately, are guaranteed. But through the deep love that we can receive from God and the hope that brings, we will not be overcome. It takes an oak tree 50 years to produce a good crop of acorns. Just like the oak, there is no quick fix to journeying with Jesus. But through daily encounter, we will bear fruit in the right season. If we are to bear the fruit of God's kingdom coming, we need persistence in our encounter. So many of us heard God's still small voice last week throughout our prayer week. The good news is that is available to us all the time. And yet the noise and busyness of life, often we can find it hard to hear God's voice. Something that has challenged me is that God is always available to me. In response, how available am I to him? I love how this verse begins with the confirmation of our identity. They will be called and swiftly moves to our purpose. We are called to be a display of his splendor. What does that mean? Quite simply showing others around us that there is hope and love available to them. Your splendor is seen in the small details of your life through a hug, a smile, a message, showing up and being present, listening. Why is it important that we display God's goodness? Well, quite simply, God longs to be in relationship with us, to walk and talk with each one of us daily, not because he needs us, but we need him. As a loving father that wants to provide for his children, he wants to be available to each one of us. As we show his splendor to those around us, we draw them closer to him. In a world that calls for us to display our splendor, Isaiah centers us on the true meaning of this life, to become more like Jesus, to be deeply and daily rooted in him in an ever-changing world. Jesus is the only firm foundation we can truly rely on. Some questions to help you think a little further. What does your life display? How are you bringing the kingdom? Moving on to verse four. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the cities that have been devastated for generations. There's something so exciting about a new thing. As we think of renewal, I am taken back to the beginning of the creation story. In it, there is a Hebrew word used to describe the condition of the earth, tohu wabohu. It means without form and void, desolate. God's response was to say, let there be light. As God's people made in his image, there is a natural yearning within each of us to make things better. There's a reason why your heart beats faster and we have a longing to change the world we find ourselves in. The news is rampant with stories of devastation, tearing down and neglect. These words in Isaiah of renewing, restoring and rebuilding map out what it looks like to bring God's kingdom now. 
the beauty of the body of Christ is that, like, that the task of bringing the kingdom looks different for each one of us. For some, that is being at home or in a classroom nurturing the next generation of kingdom builders. For others, that is treating the sick or reaching out to those who feel vulnerable or unseen. Perhaps through engineering or stacking shelves, that's how you bring chaos into order. Whether you're writing policy or removing graffiti from a wall, it doesn't matter how, this is no place for comparison. As God's children, it simply matters that we spend time with him, dreaming and scheming about what it might look like for us to bring God's light into the world we find ourselves in, to bring a new way of thinking or doing, fresh perspective to ancient ruins. Perhaps you long to do so, but feel a little stuck on your own path. Some questions to help you think a little further. Where do you notice chaos? How can you bring the kingdom to that place? Moving on to verse five. Strangers will shepherd your flocks, foreigners will work your fields and vineyards. In the Old Testament, God's people would have feared strangers and foreigners. So often through battle and conflicts, they would have been attacked, their livestock and possessions plundered by those from foreign lands. This would have resulted in fear and hardship. Another example is the Israelites being held captive in Egypt and treated unfairly by the Egyptians. So when Isaiah speaks of strangers shepherding your flocks, this is a reversal moment. Those people who had treated them unfairly no longer need to be feared. They will work alongside them. We learn that God's kingdom coming looks different. Power over and fear from the other are replaced with a leveling up and equality. God's favor is on us. The oppression has been removed. In Northern Ireland, fear of the other is rife. And yet, through the words of Isaiah, bringing the kingdom looks like saying no to fear and division and working alongside one another. We see this many times in the life of Jesus, whether it was with a prostitute, tax collector, leper, or those from different religions. He chose to spend time with them and love them all. Who do you see as the other? How does bringing God's kingdom challenge this view? Verse six, and you will be called priests of the Lord. You will be named ministers of our God. You will feed on the wealth of nations and in their riches you will boast. Very few of us feel any comfort in identifying as a priest or a minister. The meaning of both have been lost with modern language. The first image many of us have is of someone in a pulpit wearing a black and white oversized, before that was a good thing, garment. A priest is simply someone who represents God to man and man to God. A minister is someone who serves God. As God's children, to bring the kingdom looks like standing in the authority which has been given to us. We are to be clear on our identity, one that is not earned or rewarded. In the words of Isaiah, it is simply stated. From that place, each one of us can speak words of acceptance, affirmation and encouragement. We can rebuild, restore and renew as we go about our lives. 
confident in who we are because we are children of the one true living God. If God's kingdom is the place where what God wants happens, I have a real sense that we are called to be kingdom builders, to actively engage with him each day. We are called to live in the now and stand firm as we feel the pain of the not yet. As we stand firm, we are to be the voice of hope, prophetically and prayerfully declaring the not yet into the now. We are not to grow weary as we contend for that which we hope for. In the words of Paul to the Galatians, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So as we come to close, I would like to invite the band to come back up. I'm laughing because I can see the band and they're all running right now. (laughs) There's no doubt the last few years have been difficult. For many, it may feel like hard ground that has been thought has been taken from you, that you were walking on a path and the road became blocked or impassable, that dreams have been taken from you. Restoration and renewal are available today. Can I invite you to stand if you are able? If you're comfortable, you can close your eyes and open your hands in a posture to respond. Come, Holy Spirit. The first response is for those oaks who are called to stand firm. I sense some of you may feel like you need renewed strength as you stand, as you look to another season, perhaps weary from the last. Perhaps this is the time for an exchange moment where we stop living like it all depends on us and accept the love of Jesus afresh today. If that is you, I would love you to open up your hands as a posture to receive. Father God, I pray for my brothers and sisters with hands open before you. Holy Spirit, I ask that you will fill them afresh today, that they might have renewed strength for the journey. In Jesus' name, we pray against weariness and fear and instead welcome you to come and pour living water over them today. Holy Spirit, come and have your way. Secondly, I would like to take a moment to recognize those of you who feel called to take new ground. Perhaps you're aware that you have been walking on your own path rather than the one God has for you in this season. The vineyard describes itself as a movement on the move. I believe some of you are called to take new ground, to bring restoration to places long devastated, to bring chaos into order and rebuild the ancient ruins, to be kingdom builders in this land to stand in the authority and the identity that God has called you to. 
If that is you, I would love to invite you to come forward for prayer. Coming forward is simply the first step towards that. Come, Holy Spirit.